From B Media Production, this is B Podcasting. Engage your audience with audio communication. Hi, and welcome to episode nine of B Podcasting, the podcast that explores the huge opportunities podcasts can bring to businesses looking for innovative ways to grow their brand. I'm Nick Schulberger, MD of B Media Production. One of those innovative ways is a 10-part podcast series that delves into fertility and IVF, created by Nova Entertainment for fertility treatment company Janea. The podcast is called Modern Babies, and the 10th and final episode has just been released. Before we welcome Josh Butt, executive producer and co-host of the podcast, first I'd like to introduce my own co-host and podcast aficionado, Chris Ashmore, to the studio. Oh, hello, Nick. Yep, it's always good to talk with someone who's producing high-quality, informative and entertaining content. And yeah, we're lucky to have Josh Butt in the studio right now to show not only what's possible with podcasting, but how effective it can be for brands if done well. Josh, thanks for seeing us today. Thanks very much for having me. And congratulations on the podcast, Modern Babies. I suppose to start with, can you tell us what it's all about? Sure. So uh, Modern Babies is a podcast that was made with Nova Entertainment and Janaya um, about IVF, uh, the process and everything that happens to people when they're going through IVF. Um, and it's a 10-part series that we made with myself and Jess Hamilton earlier in the year. How did it come about? How did you come up with the concept or how was it conceived, if I can say that? Um, sure. Uh, look, I, it's really come from a place of wanting to entertain an audience as well as inform them. Um, this is a utility content. You know, you're not going to listen to it unless you're really, you know, unless you're interested in having a baby, you're not going to be listening to this. So the rationale for even having me involved as a host was to try and attract men to the podcast because women, if they're going to have a baby, you know, the target demographic was a certain, well, pretty obvious age group uh, of people uh, and also women. But the contribution I made initially was that there's nothing out there for men because everything is still for women, not specifically maybe, but men just don't look. So I thought maybe they'd listen. And that's why I think the first episode, you know, we set the tone as something a bit more gender neutral so that a guy would feel pretty comfortable listening to it. There are other podcasts out there for women about babies and IVF. And so we thought this would also make us have a point of difference. Mm-hmm. Well, it is very interesting the way you've put it together, the, the whole tone and the factual information as well as the entertainment where I think in episode one, um, you go into a fertility clinic yeah. to get a sperm count and you come away and you've recorded yourself talking with the staff with you know the deposit in the cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounded like fun to put together, but the creative side of putting that podcast together, was that left in your hands or were you given the creative latitude to do what you wanted to do? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, look, there wasn't that much I could do. So I I think I just took my opportunities when they presented themselves. You know, in in one episode, Jess goes to a lab, which was also a lot of fun for Jess. And I guess where you have the opportunity to get outside of the studio and take the mic on the road, because really it's not very much equipment, and it was just me and a a small Zoom recorder and a microphone, It, it wasn't very hard to do it. And I really wanted to put myself in the position of a person going through the process to actually understand what it was like. Like, I I haven't had a child. I haven't gone through IVF. I'm at that age where we're thinking about it, but I haven't done it. And so that could easily be me. So really, I just made it something that I'd be interested in listening to. And then, you know, I just was a bit silly as well, because I thought that would be fun to listen to, even though, you know, at the same time, I'm teaching people 
essentially what they need to know. I've had many friends go through IVF and heard their stories, but actually hearing the audio from inside the process, and obviously not the graphic details, when I heard that, I actually rang my friend straight away and said, I've just listened to this, and I now have a whole different understanding of what you went through. So that was, for me, that was amazing. Yeah, because it was, look, you know, in 40% of the cases, and some of my stats may be slightly wrong, but generally, I think, in for around 40% of the cases, it has something to do with the guy. And when you, when you find out the horrendous amount of poking and prodding and pain that women can go through, not that they always do, but sometimes they do, the first step of the process is up to the guy to just sort it out. Don't get hassled by it. Just go do it, right? It's not a big deal. And it, re- it really is not a big deal, right? It was, I think, about maybe two and a half, three hours or something in, in total. And if it turns out to be that the issue sits with the guy, it's a really painless way to find out and there's something that the guy can do about it. And so that, that's all we wanted to present. Doing this particular topic, I mean, it's hard to do whether it's, you know, getting uh, an audience to watch a video on this or read an article on this, but podcast for this particular topic actually suits it well. You can draw in the listener and get people to really be attentive uh, well, to this. It's intimate. It's, it's very intimate. And so I think it's a great medium for it. Also, you're not going to sit there and watch a video about this, really, because, like, why do I want to watch someone, a, a doctor, like, like no, seriously, why, why, why would I why, why watch a video about a doctor talking about this? It's just not engaging. So we thought we'd go back to just telling some stories. And that's why it's very much utility content. You know, it's this is not the right way to compare it, but I compare it to uh, Bunnings videos, right? You don't need the how to hang a a door video until you're hanging a door. And then you really need it, right? And (laughs) and it serves its purpose. That's why I call it, you know, utility content. You know, it serves that purpose when you need it. So that's what this is designed for. For our listeners that are looking to start their own podcast, can you talk a little bit about the process prior to starting production, how you set the tone? Did you do any market research before you started? One thing I should point out is I had no interest in IVF, right? Like, I'm not emotionally attached to it. I mean, you know, just being honest, like, this was mm. a business transaction, if you will. You know, they hired me to do this, right? So that's the first thing you need to understand when you're doing this is to not be emotionally attached. By not being emotionally attached, I was always cognizant of what our goals were and what the client's goals were, and I lost a lot of attachment to my own voice, and so... I was brutal on the editing of myself, like beyond brutal. So when they came to me to talk about it, the first thing I did was cut the length of it. They wanted a certain length, which was understandable, but I said we should do shorter because it'll be better because it'll be tighter and it'll be more interesting and we'll only use the bits we absolutely need to use and there won't be any waffle. Less is more. Much more, particularly with this stuff because, remember, it's serving a purpose. That's right. So, um, and we know from our engagement rates that people were switching off almost basically at the end. Like, they were really good, the engagement rates. So, everything I'm saying is vindicated. Mm -hmm. But basically, we did a market research, had a look at what was out there in the market, heard every single podcast that um, had something to do with the topic. I found my point of difference, which was having a male host and not being personal, but having a bit of fun with it. We set our music style, which if you notice is sort of like a waltz. Mm -hmm. Actually, sorry, it's a tango. 
We started at waltz because we thought, you know, romance, dancing. There's a lot of egg and sperm references in the opening episode. Mm-hmm. And we ended up with a tango because the people we interviewed kept saying it takes two to tango. So we did that. But then we, the tango we found was very traditional. So we ended up with something that was a very modern type of tango. And that's where the music came from. And then we picked music styles that were fun. And then we had found some serious ones and we built a soundscape. And then while that was going on, we also plotted all the different people we wanted to interview and we batched interviewed them. So we would do like three or four in a day, ideally. We didn't do any, apart from like a bit of reading, we tried our hardest to learn in the room. So essentially the first, that first set of interviews, we did as much learning as we could from the people we were interviewing, who were all the experts. Then we went away and did a huge amount of research to make sure that we were always factually correct because we're not doctors. And then from that, we continued doing interviews, but at the same time, Jess and I would do episode records together, now having interviewed the people. How has the promotion of Modern Babies been handled? Is that something that Janaya has looked after or have you been involved in that as well? Um, so that's been more Nova and Smooth FM. Okay. Um, there's been, I think, some traditional media like radio ads. There's also been digital um, and it's sat on Janaya's social, I think, and, and their website. But I haven't had a huge involvement other than voicing the ad Again, you know, being part of a team, there's other people who have taken care of that particular thing. But the one thing I would say is that it has definitely had an amplification strategy attached to it to make sure that it doesn't just sit in isolation. The distribution of the content is is also via Acast. Um, it's almost as important as what you're making. And that strategy has been done. I, I just... You haven't been involved doing it. (laughs) Janaya, I would assume, are very happy with the result. Um, What were their expectations at the beginning and then now that all 10 episodes have been released, has there been a shift in their their sense of how it's all going? I understand they're very happy. I I believe they're very happy. The shift in expectations, no, I think they got what they expected. Um, I was involved in some client meetings up front. I also had a few client chats well in advance of the first first record uh, and I really set... I probably set a expectation that I got a little bit nervous about, I guess, because I hadn't actually made one myself. But, I mean, I've made lots of radio and I have made lots of TV and so I was confident. But, yeah, I did set myself up to fail by promising what we delivered. So I'm really grateful to the team for... I mean, we had a sensational engineer, in a guy called Matt Argoon, who probably goes without being thanked by anyone a lot, but he was brilliant. And Jess and I wrote a lot and there was a lot of people in the background. And also Andy Milne, who, by the way, was the person who was the uh, EP at Nova and he oversaw everything. So he was also fantastic. And, and, you know, he'd also set expectations as well. And I think the client having an expectation of that they're getting an entertainment slash utility content rather than we're just making exactly what you've asked for. You know, we challenged them quite a bit. And I think it's really important to challenge a client because a client has an expectation based on what you tell them, but they really have a brief and that brief is a business goal. And that business goal might be, in this instance, help us get more people pregnant, really, or at least try. You know, that's their goal is to have more people through their clinic. I mean, you know, they're running a business. So whatever that business expectation or that business brief is, it needs to sit right at the very heart of the content and you need to build your content strategy around that. And there's just no point in making something at a lower quality than anything else in the market or 
that sits in isolation without a distribution strategy. Mm-hmm. Well, after your, your experience now with this podcast, what are your thoughts on podcasting for brands? Um, what do you think are the advantages for brands using podcasts versus any other media uh, to get the message out and connect with their own audience and other audiences? A leading question here. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 and I'm sure I'm going to have an equally leading answer. Um, I think, look, it's such an intimate experience. You know, it's not like radio. It's not like video. When someone puts their headphones into their ears, you, you are their world. Like, they might be going for a walk in the park, but, you know, you're really inside their head. So I think it's incumbent on people who are making podcasts to make something that's either incredibly engaging or incredibly informational or a mix of the two. You know, I, I love Radio Lab and the Gimlet podcast and the NPR podcast and WNYC and I think those guys do a really amazing job. There's a, quite a few UK ones as well. Here we're just starting. I think we're really in our infancy. So for brands, I think what I would say is a key learning is that when you're doing a podcast, you really need to be talking to your an audience. So you need to pick that audience. And you need to remember that it sits at the start of a consumer journey. So you want to build a brand affinity or you, you want to build brand affinity with your audience. And it's a great way of providing them with the content that serves an audience's needs as well as your own. And that's why I'm saying that brief is so important. What is that objective? If that objective is to sell more widgets, right? Well, podcasts might not always be right. And in, it just depends what the widgets are, I guess. But if the opportunity for the uh, podcast is to build better brand engagement, build better brand awareness, well, that really might be very good for you. Mm-hmm. Build yourself an authority in that space that That's hasn't right. been taken over by somebody else. Absolutely. But being an authority in that space means that you have to really invest and you have to it's not just about making one as well and or six or ten. It's series and series and, you know, really go deep dive in it. And amplifying them, as you said earlier, as well. That's right. Using it as part of an entire marketing strategy. It's Again, you, you wouldn't make a television commercial and then not book any media. So with a podcast, you kind of got to do the same. And there are opportunities to do that in various ways. The other great thing about podcasts and audio in general is that you lose a lot of bias when you're listening to someone because you actually connect with people on a deeper level because, you know, we, we, you just there's, there's an inherent bias that we have. So you might say, hear a story about someone and feel very differently than perhaps if you saw it. And so there's an opportunity for storytelling, and storytelling is the big word at the moment, but there's an opportunity to hear people's experiences and feel something very different. Well, as a content creator, Josh, how do you, and you've got your ear to the ground with the way audiences today are consuming media, how do you see the future of podcasting? Is it going to get bigger or just, yeah, how do you see the future? I don't see the future of podcasting getting bigger per se, I just think it'll just, that will be how you listen to audio soon. Um, It'll be on demand in the same way that TV is going to be completely on demand. Radio, radio is running out of time. Like they have to evolve in a big way. People will have the ability to connect their device to their car if they don't already. And at some point they'll just want to play their own music or their own podcasts. On that note... Josh, but thank you very much for coming. It was great to talk to you. Likewise, thank you very much for your time. 
it just goes to show how much thought and effort can and should go into a branded podcast. Everything from the kind of music, knowing your intended audience, and matching the hosts to that intended audience. Also being really clear on why you're creating a podcast. For example, is it entertainment, education, is it training, or like for Jenea, utility-based content, and they've done a really good job of setting a tone that matches that objective. There's a lot of thought being put into this, and good podcasts or any good content needs a lot of preparation. It's not a matter of just, you know, are we ready? Are we ready to record? Press the record button, do the podcast, press stop, and there, you've got your podcast. He's shown that a lot of thought is put into this music particularly. I've heard podcasts who just play rock and roll as an opener that just doesn't suit the tone of the podcast. So it's good to hear everything that goes into producing a good podcast and brands should be listening to this. Absolutely. Well, that's it for episode nine of Be Podcasting. So that you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For more about us, you can go to be.com.au or Twitter at bemediaprod or drop us a line at info at be.com.au. We'd love to answer any questions you have about the world of podcasting. We've actually been helping brands of all sizes create audio to communicate their messages for more than three decades, and we'd love to discuss working with you. From all of us at Be Media Production, thanks so much for listening. B Podcasting is produced by the team at B Media Production. Managing Director Nick Schildberger, Executive Producer Heather Dawson, Producer Chris Ashmore, and I'm Peter Letts, Director of Audio. For more about us, go to be.com.au. Listener.